0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: at the end of me, like Alexander the Great, uh, he told his army to wait, he peeped the style and didn't want to invade, he told his man he ain't want to risk losing to a woman up against Queen Candace, he figured he just shitting, another one's Makeda, she was the queen of sheep, the symbol of beauty, and then queen of zinger, the Amazon queen of my time. know that his birthday is coming up. There's a holiday. Yes, that's right. Right around the corner. So we want to talk about that today because later today at 5 p.m. West Coast time, Pacific time, California time, we're going to have a candlelight vigil right here in North Las Vegas. Actually, it's right at the intersection of North Las Vegas and Las Vegas on Martin Luther King Boulevard and Cary Avenue on that corner where the Dr. King statue is. And we're going to celebrate the birth, and the life of Dr. King. But we'll go into that a little bit longer. If you all would like to uh, call in and comment, uh, you can give us a call at 347-829-600, 347-826-9600. You can listen in that way, or you can press 1 if you want to talk because that will give me a little light. To indicate that you want to do more than listen That you want to actively participate So I'd love to hear from you today It's going to be a short show today Because I have to get out there And make sure that everything is ready So and we're going to talk about that as well But before we go any further Let me give you a little bit of background About Our Own Voices Live Our Own Voices Live is a radio show Featuring people and stories from our community In Las Vegas The surrounding area and someplace near you america is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not and not in spite of it our mission is to help bridge the culture and ethnic divide in america by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us one of the ways and some of the ways that we do it is just like this show here our own voices live to sort of pass information receive information and share knowledge and get to know one another, because getting to know one another is that is the key, and speaking of getting to know one another, we do that every week at something that we call the gathering and the gathering is simply a lunch where people get to introduce themselves, and then whatever conversation ensues from those introductions or whatever we all we ask is that you bring a hunger for some Good food at the West Side Bistro, located at 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard. That's 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard. We meet from 12 to 2. So you bring a hunger in your belly and a hunger in your mind. We treat each other with respect, no personal attacks, no cursing, no swearing. Just get to know someone, and it's okay, actually, to have differences of opinion, because we don't care whether you're atheist, you're Christian, you're Muslim, you're Sikh. We don't care as long as you come to share and share in a positive light. And we do that every Friday. Uh, we also do, a, uh, as, as we mentioned earlier, the annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil, where we can celebrate the life of the dreamer and the peacemaker and discuss what do we need to do to bring more of that dream to fruition. And we do that every year, the Saturday before the birthday, not before the holiday, but before the birthday, and we'll talk about that. A little bit later on, why I believe anyway that's important. Uh, We also not only do the gathering, but in in, at lunchtime, but we also do it in the evening on the third Saturday of each month. We actually meet at the Dr. King statue and we do a cleanup. Uh, That's uh, the third Saturday of every month. Mark your calendar: the third Saturday of every month at 10 a.m. We meet at the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. uh, statue and and sort of police up around it, you know, clean up and. Try to, try to keep it looking like a statue for a king should look. So uh, that's something that we do. Uh, we like to be involved in the community. We don't want to just talk about it. We want to be about it. And one of the ways to actively do that is to do something simple as a statue cleanup, picking up trash. No one is lower or higher than another because we're all picking up trash, and we're doing it at the at the base of our king, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I, and I call him our king because he represents so many of the values that we used to want to see in a leader. He was not perfect by any means, nor was any leader. But at least he had those values publicly, and that's something I think that we should all aspire to. So we do those types of things, and we do more things. I'm on Facebook at Our Own Voices Live for the radio show. also have Our Own Voices on Facebook. We have Our Own Voices Reading Club because reading, you don't have to spend a lot of money. We read, we discuss, we meet every Wednesday uh, to do that. Uh, Our new time for 2019 is from 5 to 7, and uh, right now we're reading Miseducation of the Negro, and uh, it has been a blast. So those are just some of the highlights of some of the things that I like to stay actively involved in the community with that we like to do collectively. I like to do things together and that lets you know about the genesis of our own voices live because our own voices live actually originated with our own voices the print and digital uh magazine right here in las vegas we started about 10 10 years ago Uh, actually no i think maybe 11 years ago 10 11 years ago and uh another way to pass information and to celebrate the cultures that make up not only Las Vegas, but really that makes up America. Because America is not just one individual group. It is many that has become one, and sometimes I think we forget that. And it's okay for us to have differences because maybe our different cultural backgrounds bring about some of those differences. But I truly believe if you take the time to get to know someone and Sometimes that means taking some crap from them, to be quite honest, because on my, on my Facebook page, I do get some mean-spirited comments. I try as best as I can to maintain a certain level of civility, and what I encourage people to do is if let's have a discussion, and we can even debate things. But in doing so, let's remember that each one of us are human. And as we want to be treated is the way that we should treat. And where I come from, treat them even better. And sometimes you have to give a little bit because sometimes people carry burdens from whatever their life's experiences are. I don't know what they are. I have some, surely. And I would like for someone to kind of say, well, maybe Rodney's going through something today. Or maybe there's something going. Let me Let me find out about that so I can maybe help him versus let me just go and beat him down. And that's how I try to, conduct myself on my page, and sometimes people will come at me and I'll try to say, I'll try to remind them, first of all, that, you know, no cursing, no swearing, and no personal attacks. And it's okay to have differences of opinion because I learned. There's some things that I just knew, right? But then after talking to people and doing research, it's like, oh, no, it's actually not like that. And I hope that's why people have gotten from me. That's what I love about the spirit of Dr. King is it's neutralist in peace. And let's be in peace today. And as we, uh, at 5 o'clock p.m. Uh, today, here in Las Vegas, uh, we will celebrate the dreamer, uh, the man of peace, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I know there are a lot of political events going on today. There are a bunch of parties going on today. And to be quite honest, normally we have multiple performers. Someone to sing the national anthem, the black anthem. Uh, I, I like to start off like that. Because we're Americans, but we're also a subgroup of Americans, and we can be proud of that because all of that has been what has contributed to America becoming the nation that's fairly new, but really is at the top of the food chain, whether it's it, – you, you name the area, and in its wealth, its richness. And I want everybody to share in that. I'm I'm not, see, I believe the American spirit, like Dr. King said, was it's not what we take away, but it's what we add and add to our lives in general as Americans, but also add to the life of the individual. I can tell you that there's some people that I've met that's called me a bunch of names other than my real name. And I didn't like it. But I've applied the principle of Dr. King. And I'm not always perfect at it, so let's not get it twisted. But I've done that. And some of those people are still on my page today. Now, I don't know what they say in IMs to their buds. I don't know what they say when they're not talking to me. But I can tell you that when they are engaging with me in this public forum, it is – and they don't always agree. No doubt about that. Just look at some of my posts. But most of the time, it's done in a civil fashion. Now, I think that in general that's a low bar to set, but if that's where we need to set the bar for us to come together as Americans, then let's set the bar there, and let's set the bar at civility. Let's set the bar at, well, maybe they're saying that because through ignorance. Maybe they've been conditioned because we've all been conditioned, right? And maybe they're saying that because they went through something, and, and they need to get that out. Well, Maybe not all the time I don't encourage that approach, but if that's what needs to happen, then let it happen. A little bit of catharsis, right? Imagine Dr. King's life, arrested falsely, Uh, beaten falsely, family threatened, had to be the person that was there for other people when he was dealing with struggles of his own. As a matter of fact, we're going to play a speech this afternoon where he talks about some of those struggles, and he talks about how he doubted himself. He was not a perfect man. And and that's actually a very little-known speech, but it's one of the best speeches that touches me personally because it shows the humanness of him because we are all human, all fallible, and he showed that. And we all have weaknesses, just as we all have strengths. So we're going to do that uh, today, and uh, we're going to we're going to celebrate the light. And I, I see you, James. If you're listening, you asked, "What about the uh, Happy New Year and government shutdown?" That's podcast, so it's still there. But that was last week's show. Today we're doing the show on uh, Dr. King, and and actually the candlelight vigil that we're having today. Uh, Now, even though this is our 11th annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. candlelight vigil, there are other people doing the candlelight, or uh, maybe not a candlelight vigil, but they are doing something in recognition of Dr. King. And they're doing it around the holidays. And the reason why I shared that with you is because we don't know if we're going to continue. We don't know if there will be a 12th annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. candlelight vigil because there are other people and young people doing Dr. King events around the holiday. Now, I prefer to do it before the actual birthday because sometimes we forget what the – ask somebody what Dr. King's birthday is, and they'll probably say like the 20th or 21st or something like that because that's when the holiday is. But his actual birthday is January 15th, January 15th. So it's in the middle of the week. And I wanted to – I didn't want it to go by without doing it and doing it next weekend, having a candlelight vigil next weekend, I wanted to do it beforehand so we can prepare for it because think about it: if you do it afterwards, it passes. And because it's in the middle of the week, people are working. The holiday is always that, that Monday. I think it's the third Monday. So we, so we, we sort of minimize in this is of course personal opinion here. We minimize the actual day. And I thought it was important to try to get as close to the day as possible, but there are other people doing Dr. King events. So we don't know if we have a need to do it. A young lady, Miss Washington brought this to me over – well, obviously over 11 years ago, since this is our 11th one. And there was nothing in the community at all to celebrate Dr. King. Now, there was the parade that goes on on the recognized holiday on that Monday. But there was nothing around that actual date, and it was nothing right in the community. There was there a was the dinner, but the dinner you have to pay. And she wanted – she said, but learning about Dr. King – shouldn't cost you any money and i agreed with her and she came to me and and we went out there with a dj and played his speeches that was the very first dr martin luther king jr candlelight vigil and then after that we added a little bit more we got performers and and artists spoken word people uh dancers we've had nellis air force base honor guard out we've had the army uh recruiting command uh Color Guard out uh, we've, we've had young people Not so young people and that's been The beauty of it that's what I love because it brought People together at the Dr. King Statue of Peace. Now I'm going to tell you a little quick story There was a gentleman that I know Nice man from the community He bought his gun It was publicly uh, because you know We're, we're uh, you know you, it's Open carry state here he bought his gun There to, and he has you know his first uh, Excuse me second amendment right it's okay. There's no restriction that I'm aware of. And some people had came to me and they commented about it. And I was going to go over to him because I saw him, but I was busy keeping things going. And I don't remember whether I sp- actually spoke to him that day or not. But I remember I did speak to him and he said, well, it's my right. And I said, yes, and I definitely am not trying to step on your right or infringe upon your right, but because this is a place of peace and celebration. And we want as many people to come as possible. I asked him, I said, if you could uh, either not bring it, leave it in your car or your, whatever vehicle you have, or if you have a concealed carry. I said, I prefer that you didn't have it. And uh, I let him know that I do support the Second Amendment because, remember, the First Amendment is first, right, to give us the, a lot of the freedoms to, for me to do what I'm doing right now, actually. And it's backed up by the Second Amendment. So, I, you know, if he felt he had to do it. And that's what he felt he had to do. But I appreciate the young man because in deference to what we were there for, he says, Rodney, okay, that's one of those things that touched me. Because normally that could be a division on people's different thoughts. But on that day, again, it was an opportunity to come together. And I look for opportunities to come together. We can find opportunities to argue 24-7. As a matter of fact, we can make that 25-8. But will we look for the opportunities to come together, find common ground? Maybe, and if we're not able to find it, let's build it because we're sure enough build walls to separate us. And we're going to talk about the wall and the president and all that on a later date. Not today. Today we're going to talk about openness, inclusiveness. We're going to talk about the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and his dream. And if you all would like to talk uh, or share what the dream Dr. King Moving the country forward, have you see it? Give us a call. 347-826-9600. 347 826
0: 9600
1: And press option one because that lets me know on the uh, soundboard that you're not just listening, that you want to, you know, that you want to talk. And I'll try to get you in. Uh, you can also I am me <laughs> because then that'll probably pop up on my screen as well, and I might see it before I see the little red light. Uh, but and, and, you know what, let me read to you what I wrote about the 11th Annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil, And it's at 5 o'clock today, so we're going to have to abbreviate the show a little bit. I need to get out there. And, you know, if you have candles, please bring your candles because it is a candlelight. Vigil. If you got matches or a lighter, please bring that. Because sometimes I forget, most of the time I don't, but like I said earlier, it didn't have a – Just people are so busy now, the political scene. We have people declaring for president already, but so many things going on in the politics, and there's a bunch of meetings. There's a Bernie, huge uh, Bernie event going on today. Like I said, there's a bunch of parties. So we don't have, uh, just full disclosure, we don't have a lot of performance today. As a matter of fact, I don't know if we'll have any performance today. We had a guest speaker, but I don't know if the guest speaker will be there. We had a a dancer uh, from the community. I don't know if the dancer will be there. I do know that unless something happens, the DJ will be there with the sound system. I will be there. And that statue of Dr. King. And I hope the aura of Dr. King will be there. And whoever is there, we're going to share, sort of like what we're doing on the radio show today. It's kind of one way now, but part of what we do at the Dr. King event is we open up, usually after the performances and before we close, We give everybody, whoever wants to come to the microphone, a minute so it's not just people speaking at them. So it truly is an inclusive and community event for them to come up and share what Dr. King and the movement meant, what it is to be an American today, what it was like yesterday, how far we've come, how far we still have to go, whatever it is. And every year it has always been encouraging because when you open stuff up to the public, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. But every year, and that's the other beauty that I've liked about being a participant in the annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil. Besides it, bringing people together from every different race, different national origins, different religions, different political affiliations. You know, when I see my Republican associates there, it encourages me. It encourages me about the event and encourages me about being an American, to be honest. When I see my Democratic friends there, it encourages me. Same thing, because I'm not a Republican and I'm not a Democrat. When I see my Green Party, Libertarian Party, Independent, it encourages me, because it tells me that we are more than what the politicians tell us that we are. We're better than that. And if it's just that brief moment, then at least it's one moment, and maybe it can carry over into other moments. One year, we had a gentleman who, and I shared this before, he looked like he was possibly homeless, and he wanted to speak. And when he spoke, found out that he actually was homeless. He was a young man who, from a religious circle, people would say went into the far country, and he had been living on the street. and his family was a fairly well-to-do family. And for whatever reason, he came to that candlelight vigil that year. And he said he wanted to speak when we opened it up to people to speak. And he got to the microphone, and I didn't know what to expect. I hope for the best. I prayed for the best. Yeah, I, under my breath, I was like, oh, well, please, God. This uh, is right. The young man got to the microphone, and he said a few words. He shared a little bit about his story. He had a very smooth voice. very uh, Just a good, good speaker. And then he said, if, if you all would allow me, I would like to sing a song. Now, again, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And, of course, I said, sure, yes. You know, for those people who are religious, it says, make a joyful noise for the Lord, right? And with Dr. King, he was a religious man. So I respect his religion and that aura at the event. And the young man broke out into a country and western song. And this is a black young man, so many people might not associate country and western with black people, though we have a history in it, like in most other things. And this young man who was homeless broke out into a country and western, country and western song, and it was beautiful. This guy had that voice that really he could have been on the strip. Had he made different decisions, maybe had a little more support or a little different something in his life. And he wowed the crowd As well as myself And then when he got done He says And you know we embraced him And we, we, we applauded him And he says I haven't been home in years I think I'm going to go home In other words He was going to leave the far country And he was going to come back home you all heard the story of the prodigal son When they saw him coming in a distance The father told him to go and let's have a party. Let's prepare a feast for it. And I hoped and prayed that whoever he was going back home to had read that story and would welcome their son back because he had been through some things. And now, and we all go through things because everybody has their time. I don't care who you are. We all, some earlier, some later, but we all have our time. And that was encouraging to me because sometimes when you're doing events like this, you wonder, does anyone care? Maybe there wasn't a Dr. King candlelight vigil in Las Vegas at that time because people just didn't care and my, maybe if we hadn't done that candlelight vigil that night that that young man would have been on the streets estranged from his family maybe he would have still wanted to stay on the streets or been compelled to stay on the street instead of being compelled to go back home and I can tell you story after story of that, sometimes where people have come up to the microphone and shared it with me, or sometimes when they've called me and talked to me or met with me personally. The young woman who went back to school to get her graduate degree because she was inspired from the event and she wanted to participate, she wanted to help more, and she felt she needed more knowledge. And now she's a staff worker for a congressperson in Texas. See, that's the, that's the magic of us coming together as people. You know, we're not meant to be separated and divided as we are today. I just don't believe that whoever the creator energy, whatever you believe in, there's 7 billion people on this planet not for us to be alone and not for us to be able to get the help. And the help, best help, comes from one person to the other. This morning I had an opportunity to converse with a woman who I've actually known for years. I don't think we've ever physically met them. But we've known each other for years. We've talked on the phone a couple of times. We've shared things through Facebook. And she was an encouragement to me, and I don't even know if that was her intent. Because when you think about doing an event that people tell you that, well, they can't make it, and they fall out at the last minute, or you don't get the help that you think, you know, you need, or that you have time for. Because we all go through something. And you never know what another person is going through, even if they're smiling. And I was a little discouraged, and I was feeling a little down. And it wasn't that she did anything special other than being there. And the importance of being there, I cannot overstate. And I bounced up, I'm going to do my radio show, even if I have to be on late, because I was a little hesitant. And it gave me energy. Then I noticed when I started talking to other people, With that extra energy that I had, it was almost like that became contagious. And, it, yeah, we're going to do this, right? If nobody else, we're going to be out there. And which then again reflected back to me and gave me even more energy and enthusiasm. See, that's how each one of us can make a difference in another person's life. Some people say a smile is contagious. A smile also causes the muscles in your face to relax, calms you. You see, there's benefit in a smile. As we go through this day and as we go through this, I call it the season of peace in recognition of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. When you're about to pop off on that person because they said something that offended you, hurt your feelings, stepped on your religious beliefs, your political affiliate, whatever it is, can you give them the benefit of the doubt? Can you look for a moment of peace? Maybe take the method, I read this in a book, I read a book last week, get the title, but it was talking about, it was about procrastination, and it says, if you're thinking about doing something and you're not sure that, you know, you don't have that oomph to get up and go, count why that works. So I started doing it, and it and it does work. The young lady that I spoke to, beautiful young lady that I spoke to this morning, just beaming like like the sunshine, right? That's the sun, one of those rays of the sun touched me and infused me. Because the sun is full of a lot of energy, right? And so after chatting with her, I said, five, four, three, two, one, I'm getting up, I'm doing the show. And it was beautiful spending time with her. But as much encouragement and as good as she made me feel as a human being, I wanted to get up. And because I had that energy to do this show and share it all with you. Remember, you never know how you're going to impact another person's life. You may never know, but we all impact somebody. Dr. King impacted people's lives. Once again, 347 826 9600 and press option one if you'd like to talk. The title of the topic today is, ele- is the 11th Annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Digital. you listen listening to I Won't Voices Drive? I'm Rodney Smith in the Air Chair. I talked a little bit about the history of the candlelight vigil, and the candlelight vigil, the 11th annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. candlelight vigil is today. That's right, this Saturday today at 5 p.m. at the Dr. King statue. We did the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington for freedom and jobs. Dr. King gave the famous I Have a Dream speech there. We did that at the statue. And at that time, I was told that there had never been a march down Martin Luther King Boulevard. It was a peaceful march. They marched from Doolittle Community Center up to the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. statue. We had people from all over the West Coast, from California, from from Utah, Arizona, uh, Washington. I'm not sure if we had somebody from Idaho or not, because if we did, that would be an extra blessing. We had about uh, the news people and the and the Police said it was about 700 people there. Now, one of the other great things about this Dr. King event is when we first did it, well, not the very first time because we just kind of did it at the spur of the moment, but the second time we did a little more advertising. And the police found out about it. And you have to – I always rent the place because that's you're supposed to reserve the place. And it costs some money to do it. But in doing that, though, they cite it. They notify the police in case, you know, there's a need or there's an emergency. And I have mixed feelings on that, but it's a process. And um, the the police came out. The interesting thing is that that second year that we did the candlelight vigil, not the first, the second year that we did the candlelight vigil, the police came out in their SWAT gear. I mean, they had ammo, magazine clips, and you know the guns bulging everywhere, the the flak vests on. And I thought it's a candlelight vigil for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But, you know, so so I went over to them, and they stayed out of the way, but they, you know, their presence was felt, and it was obvious. And it was peaceful, and I went and I engaged with them positively. And then the third year, the police still came. They still had their their green, uh, I think it was green SWAT attire on, but at this time, they didn't have the flag vest, or at least not that I could see. And instead of having the big guns, they, they didn't have the big guns. They still had sidearms, but they didn't have, the, as, as the citizens say, the long arms, the long guns. So progress, right? And then the next year, they weren't there in the SWAT uniforms. That was the, our fourth year. Yes, there were some uniformed police officers there, but they weren't in the SWAT, you know, the riot gear, the SWAT gear. They, they calmed it down. And I appreciated that. I appreciated the protection if something had popped off. But it's not that type of an event. And then by the fifth year, they had plain clothes because, so, you know, believe it or not, usually if there's a major event or a large event, there's going to be plain clothes, police officers there. And sometimes I could spot them if I'm looking for them. And sometimes if, I'm not even looking for them. And sometimes not, but I saw them. And it's, plus some of them, they were the same cops that showed up in uniform before, but they were in civilian clothes. And uh, I just happened to remember it. So I was engaged with them, and sometimes I wouldn't because maybe it is a good thing that they're there in case something happens. But I liked it that the fact that they, they de-escalated. Now, I don't like the fact that it was at the high level it was initially because that was certain assumptions that were made. But, again, looking for the positive. I just said we're, we're safe now because they're here. And then as the candlelight vigil has gone on, there are no uniform officers at all. I don't notice the plainclothes officers if they're even there. And I like to think that they're not even there unless they are there, not undercover, but participating in the event. We've even had the police participate in the event. We've had the military participate in the event. And some people questioned me about that. And I said, and I said, think about it this way. When Dr. King went through a lot of the things that he went through, the police, who were agents of the government, were against him, arrested him, falsely falsely accused him, sometimes beat him and beat his followers, a lot of those. Sometimes they stick the dogs on him and his followers. I said, but today the police are out here protecting us, patrolling us, supporting us and participating with us, with the dreamers. I said, that's, that's progress, that's change. They said, well, Rodney, why do you have the Army here? Because Dr. King was against the military. I said, no, Dr. King wasn't against the military. He was against a military-industrial complex that propagated war when there was no war to be needed. He thought the war in Vietnam, and as we look back in history, if you read history, you, you know he was right. And I said, but think about it. He protested against them then, not, not the individuals, but it was the policy, the government policy. I said, but think about it today. Here is the military out celebrating Dr. King along with us regular people. That's progress. And you have to grab onto progress to embrace the progress and hold on to it and use that as a stepping stone to greater progress. I said, that's progress. They said, Rodney, why are the fiery people here? same story, progress. Remember those water cannons? I don't know if any of you have ever had pressurized water on a large diameter coming at you, full force. I have. Remember, I'm I'm almost 60 years old. The power, the force of, it hits you hard, not like you typically think of water. It hits you. If any of you have Dove into the water and done a cannonball Or didn't quite have your hands right From a high, from a certain height That water, those covalent bonds Are pretty strong and it hits you Almost like something solid And it's very forceful And uh, I know that too But the fire department was there As a matter of fact, I believe Lionel Newby Now a captain, was one of the people who was there And, and I said, but they're here To celebrate with us today they're here to add to, not take away, and that's what America is. And I believe that's what Dr. King was for. Dr. King, many people accused him of being a subversive and said he was un-American. Remember, he was the most dangerous man in America. And I remember in one of his speeches, he talks about, I oh, don't know, I'm not here to do away with the Constitution. I'm here to ensure that every man and woman in America enjoys the privileges of the Constitution. See, I'm— I believe in the Constitution. I know a lot of my, my right-leaning friends call me a bunch of names. I believe in the First Amendment. the Second, I believe in all the amendments. I support them. I just want them to be shared equally with everybody. And I'm not one of those people to go along, to get along, if it's wrong, under my estimation. I usually base it on the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, just like
2: Dr. King.
1: And if it's wrong, we should call it wrong. We shouldn't be hindered by the stovepiping piping of being in a particular political party and their affiliation. Because when this country was created, did do you find party any place in the Constitution? Please, if you can do that, call in, 347-826-9600, press option one, and tell me where it is and read it to us so everybody can hear it Because I haven't found it. Now, maybe I missed it. Those things divide us And I want to help unify us And that's why we do this candlelight vigil To recognize the life and times Of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Who tried to bring us together Remember, public enemy number one Most dangerous man in America Who supported the Constitution I support the Constitution No person According to our form of government Is supposed to be above the law Zero, zero People say, well, Radley. Why do you talk about President Trump? I said, because of what he's doing is wrong. It's our role as a part of government, because, yes, we are part of government. We are the government. We just elect people to represent us in a fashion so things can get done. I said, it's my responsibility as a citizen, just like it is to vote, to speak out, Because the president's words carry so much weight It's like an elephant in the china shop If he turns the wrong way He can knock a bunch of stuff down See if you and I turn the wrong way We're one individual right We probably will feel it first of all The elephant do not always feel it We'll feel it and we can go oops and stop But sometimes when you're that elephant in the china shop You're knocking stuff down and you don't even know you knocked it down It's for us the citizens To say it I have people who I've known for years Black, white they love everything that he does, and they even say his lying is okay. Now I don't know if Dr. King lied; he's human, so I'm sure he has it. We all have. But see, it's the acceptance of it; it's the lowering of the standards of us from a civil perspective. I believe, from an American perspective, I believe it's dangerous. So I want to. So yes, I will speak out. Okay, I have a caller. So. Uh, Just so everybody know, you're listening to Our Own Voices Live. It's the 11th Annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil Show, and my name is Rodney Smith, and let's bring on our caller and hear what he or she may have to say. Good afternoon. You're on Our Own Voices Live. Welcome to the show.
0: Good afternoon. This is Reverend Connie. I'm in um, in Ojai, California, and I have got something to say. I've been listening to your the podcast since it started and everything that you have said I have I am in total agreement with Dr. Martin Luther King And the candlelight vigil it is all beautiful it's representative and it it says everything that everybody needs to know in every color every every race
2: and it and it
0: goes for all of us so what I really wanted to talk about right now is what you just said about Donald Trump now I'm a nonpartisan and I I'm I'm like I, I go for what's best for our country. It's, I don't I'm not on the Democrat side, I am not on the Republican side, I'm not a liberal, I am not an independent, I am nonpartisan. So I want to see mm-hmm. what see what's best for our country happen. And right now what Donald Trump is doing is wrong. Now, everybody is out there defending this man and saying, well, what about what Obama did? What about what, what Truman did? What about what Clinton did? What about, what about, what about, what about? Everybody is talking about what happened then, and they're not focusing on the, on the issue now. And what is happening is this man is bringing us into another recession He's bringing us into uh, a, a, where all the whole entire federal government is going to stop, and things that that subsidize housing for the the for the low income families, the women who have no fathers to help them raise their children and give them and give them the money to to get decent housing. So these people are. This is a a government, a federal fund that they're drawing from And the subsidized housing These families are going to be kicked out, evicted If they can't come up with the full rent And now the reason why they're on, on Section 8 and subsidized housing in the first place Is because they cannot afford it Now what he's doing is he's shutting down anything federal Federal taxes, he's still withdrawing Anything like he's going to start having us have all of our our mail shipped FedEx. The the U S Post Office the, the U S Post Office is going to shut down. This man is taking food out of children's mouths. He's killing kids on the border because of this stupid wall, this ineffective wall, that he's trying to that he's trying to get built. They just proved that this wall that he wants is so beautiful They could cut right through with a saw This man is killing our country He is a murderer And aside from what Revelation says He is as close as the Antichrist As you can get The man is not Focused on what's the best For our country He is obsessed With something that's not going to happen And our Country is suffering from it Now he has made promises That Mexico was going to pay for this Wall now if that was a Fact then how come our country Is suffering because of it 800,000 People are without paychecks That's almost a million people That are going to be Drawing unemployment these people Are losing their jobs They have children they have families to raise This man don't give a hoot Who's losing what? Because he's a freaking millionaire. He don't have to. He doesn't feel the impact that these families feel. So people are supporting what Trump is. How many things that he has done for our country, but they don't realize what he's doing to our country. They are. They are. They are like in a fog. They're obsessed with this man. He's and you know. It's, He's just like they say the Antichrist, he's drawing them to him. He's making all these promises that they that's all they see. But he has not held withheld one of them. He cannot fulfill any promise that he's kept. And he has done nothing but lie about everything that he said. There's a new lie that he came out and said that he never said that Mexico was going to pay for the wall. So my thing is that people really need to stop looking at all the things that this man has done to make our country better. They need to see what he's doing to destroy our country. He's pulled out of an arms deal that could have potentially killed killed us all. They could have. he, He was, people considered him the joker. He's standing there with that Cheshire cat look on his face. That smile on his face while he's got his finger on that red button, just waiting to push it. And he almost did that with Putin. When they, when he did what he did this last time with him, he totally destroyed any respect that that man had for our country. Now, he's backstepping. Every time they find something new on him, he step, he backsteps on it and he tries to cover up his lie. Well, do you know what? Like Judge Judy says If you're telling the truth You don't have to remember anything You don't have to have a good memory If you're telling the truth That man can't tell you the same thing twice But that's what I've got to say about it He, he doesn't care about Any of Martin Luther King's standards Anything that he's said He don't care about that He says that he's a Christian He's not a Christian He doesn't go to church. He goes to the churches to make himself look good after somebody says something about it. He doesn't care about our country, our families, our race. He doesn't care about nobody. Now, the man is so obsessed with immigration, but two out of three of his wives were immigrants. He paid for their visas to get here, and none of them want to be with him, but they are only these. These women only stayed in it to get their, their, their citizenship here. This so happens that this wife now can't get out of it because she's the first lady. She can't stand her husband and neither can his kids. The man is on a power trip and he's using every avenue that he possibly can. He's doing everything. He is exercising every, every bit of power that he has in the White House, in the Oval Office. He's only doing it because he's a spoiled brat and he's a child with a juvenile mentality. So well, there.
1: <laughs> I, I hope you got that off, off your chest and you feel better.
0: I did.
2: <laughs> well, good. Um, so, you know, I
1: don't want to get so much onto, onto uh, President Trump, but I do oh, believe that we have to... <laughs> Right. We do have to be actively involved in the political process because everything that we do
2: yeah.
1: does involve politics one way or the other. And it's something that we it's simply not are not able to to get away from. And so we have to be well, actively yeah. in, engaged in that process. And we need more people right. to and be informed. And politics had a lot to do. Say, it, uh, it absolutely
0: does have everything to do with it because – you know, it, it, it's politics that that was trying to prevent everybody, the African Americans and women, from voting. So, you know, it, it's 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 our presidents and our Congress that makes that decision. So Martin Martin Luther King, he what he did was he 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 was the catalyst to a whole new. Oh, uh, a whole, he started a whole new chapter in everyone's life, and he made a lot of people think. Even, even Caucasian, even white people, they they stand for Martin Luther King just as well as I do. He means a lot to everyone, but it's you know, like I said, it's, it's politics no matter how you look at it. And I don't know. I just and everybody's trying to use that as as they're just trying to use everything in the past to what is the word I'm looking for to justify what he's doing now
1: well I, again I will say this: people have a responsibility and in our form of government there's no shots fired when there's a change of power and change right. of leadership we we fight mm-hmm. through debate if we need to do that and I believe that those founding fathers though they were not perfect They had a great vision on how things would work better from their experience. In other words, they tried to learn from their past to develop something better for a greater future. And and I believe in most instances they were successful because we have not had a violent overthrow of our national government. And that's that's an accomplishment that we should all be proud of. And I, for one, even though I served in the military, I wanted to stay that way. And if people are not happy with the leadership of today, every two years in this country, we get to vote for new national leadership. And depending on what your local government sets up, there's an opportunity to to change that, too. And government works from the top down, and it also works from the bottom up. And we just have to be engaged. And if we take a lot of – whether it's people who love it or people who hate it, take that emotion and put it into action – to push forward whatever right. we believe those initiatives and agendas should be. Now, I'm one who believes that I look at the president sort of as the father of our country today, the modern yes. father. George Washington, we think of that's the founding father of the country, right? But every president Absolutely. since then I look at as they are, fa- they are a father figure, they are a leader. They set the example, they set the tone. I often use the analogy of when uh, President Kennedy became president, he had a head full of hair, and he liked to show it off, and he didn't wear a hat and almost put Stutson out of business. And, of course, when his wife, Jacqueline Kennedy, came in with a fashion sense, those little, those little hats and the pillbox purses became huge because people saw it yes. as, you know, that's, that's something that people look up to. So they have influence, even when they're not trying to influence. And so you want to have the people right. there with at least publicly, the best face And when I say face I'm not talking about the beauty But I'm talking about in the way that they conduct themselves And that's what you right. want to have Because that's what you want your, your children To aspire to When I was a child I was brought up thinking about George Washington and the cherry tree Don't know if the story was true but it talked about honesty I was brought up Believing right. uh, or hearing about Honest aid. Honest aid. What better name can a person have than Honest right Honest aid. Now, from the way he tried to conduct himself. So with presidents today, do we want our children to grow up to be like them? Do we aspire ourselves to be like them? Does it make us better to be like our leaders? Because I would challenge us all that if we're not picking people to lead us that we believe are good morally, have good character, and I know that's fallen out of favor today because people say, well, who's moral? And people don't believe in character. When I hear people say that lying right. is okay, <laughs> our form of government works based off of truths, not lies. And we have to know what those are.
2: Absolutely. And I realize
1: that we've all been conditioned because we've all been brought up in this environment. But we have consistently lowered the standard and it's time to raise the bar. I believe as we talked about Dr. King, I believe that Dr. King was a person who encouraged us for our better selves and to look for the goodness in the individual and to look beyond whatever group or organization that they may be affiliated with and look into their hearts and into their souls.
2: And to look outside the box.
1: That's a beautiful thing. And that's the image that he had publicly that we want to emulate. I know I want to emulate it. And before you go, Connie, let me read, Um, If you had time, I want to just read a little bit About what I wrote about the show today to everybody So it says, it's the 11th annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil The Candlelight Vigil is an event To continually share Dr. King's message To inspire us To do more and better This year's theme Is humanity Tied in a single garment Of destiny Humanity Tied in a single garment of destiny We use A Ponza principle of Ujima Which is called collective works and responsibility To produce this event Former sharing conscious words It came about 11 years ago When we noticed younger people Didn't seem to know much about Dr. King His accomplishments And the movement that he led That was sort of spurred on by Rosa Parks Believe it or not we wanted something yes. in the community that, that was free to attendees. It was not meant to replace anything but be in addition to, you know, build. That's what America does best is when we build. It was an opportunity to introduce some to our Dr. King statue. We are blessed to not only have a larger than life-size statue and to have a street named Dr. Dr. King, but we have the statue on the street this is this is rare actually there's only about 23 mm-hmm. states or locations that have larger than life size statues of Dr. King and we have one here in Vegas even and there's about 125 streets or cities with streets named after Dr. King in this country and we have absolutely, a lot of cities than absolutely. that Absolutely
0: absolutely and California and North Carolina, I know, are two of them because I live in California, and I am from North Carolina, and in both states we have a street named after Dr. Martin Luther King. And we have a freeway well, named Long- after him as well.
1: And, and those are great things because we know that North Carolina wasn't the most pleasant place for people like Dr. King back that in was the
0: day. Because of Jesse- we- that was because of Senator Jesse Helms.
1: Well, it was a lot of people. But my my and mm-hmm. let me let me finish reading. It says this is rare because not only do we have a stat large and life size statue, but we also have a street. We're a fairly small city, in Las Vegas, but we have that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even rarer is that at the base of the Dr. King statue are planted Coretta Scott King roses. And before oh, wow. Coretta Scott King was Coretta Scott King. She was Coretta Scott, who was a civil rights activist and leader in her own right, as well as a great musician. And we all know, especially for people who are more traditional, that whatever great man there is, there's probably a great woman somewhere nearby, sometimes in front of him, sometimes behind him, often beside him and occasionally pulling him and a bunch of times pushing him to reach that greatness. And to be there after he's been out in the world, to give him peace comfort and encouragement you see this morning i had a chance to experience peace comfort i had i had that and it felt good uh mm. so i want to give a big shout out to franklin g burley who told us about the coretta scott king roses and then for commissioner lawrence weekly who helped us get parks and recreations to to acquire and plant those roses and if you come out today at the Dr. King statue, which is at the corner of Cary and MLK Boulevard. You can, hopefully the flowers will be blooming for us today. Hopefully you'll get a chance to see those flowers. You'll get a chance to see the statue around the pavilion. There are various quotes from Dr. King and come out and celebrate it. So Reverend Connie, I want to share that with you. And I want to share with everyone the concept of, of peace and looking for the good in us all, even though sometimes when you don't see it. So, for example, we can talk about all of the bad things that our president has done, but he actually has done some good things too. Now, maybe he didn't do it just like we wanted, it to do. He, we wanted him to do it. Maybe he didn't do it when we wanted him to do it. So, for example, criminal justice reform. It didn't go as far as many areas that I would like for it to have gone, but it's still something more than what we had, and it built. On because remember American builders, it built on something that actually President Obama started. Now he doesn't say that, but I'm, I'm trying to bring some honesty right. back. But it and and that's a good thing, and we should embrace that and we should applaud uh, applause uh, our pre- our president for doing that. And uh, so that's why I'm sharing. Now, it. So it's not all bad. And I will and I talk absolutely. about the good, and I talk about the not so good, because knowledge is yeah. power. Um. You know, we're coming Absolutely. to the close of our show, and actually I was on a little – I thought I was just going to do a 30-minute show, and I stayed on a little longer because I had to get ready <laughs> and to get out there to that statue. So for those of you who would like to come out today, come out, and we, this is an event that you, that you make, and uh, if you would like to come out today, we'd love to have you. Um, come out to the Dr. King statue. The Dr. King statue is located, as I said earlier, right at the corner of where Las Vegas Boulevard and North Las Vegas, uh, excuse me, where North Las Vegas, the city, and Las Vegas meet, right there at the corner of Martin Luther King Boulevard and Cary Avenue. Martin Luther King Boulevard and Cary Avenue. I hope that you all can, can make it, and we make the event whatever it's going to be. And that, I think that's a great way to look at life. We shouldn't always be dependent on other people when we have the ability to do it ourselves. Now, when we don't have the ability, just like for whatever reason, there was no, there was no candlelight vigil. We created a candlelight vigil, and we made it something. And I hope that you will come out and you will share in that something uh, today. Uh, Reverend Connie, thank you so much. For listening to the show, for calling in and sharing with us. And I wish you were here. Hopefully, there will be events where you are uh, that you can attend. Uh, yes, there's actually uh, the only African American brick and mortar car wash, uh, used to be called Spanky's, is right across from the Dr. King statue there on Cary Avenue. Hopefully, you all can come out and share in this moment and r- in memory of. A great person who set a standard that I think we should all uh, aspire to. That something that we can be proud of, and something that we can share uh, with our children. So that's going to go on
2: yeah. uh,
1: today. This is our 11th year of doing it. We never, you don't know if there's going to be a 12th. Uh, I will tell you that one of the reasons we started this was because a young lady said there was nothing. Well, now, and and to ensure that our young people still had an opportunity to be a part of sharing in the dream. Well, believe it or not, now younger people are doing their own Dr. King event. So I don't know what role we have played in that, if any, but I know that we tried to do our part and maybe the fruits of our labors we're getting to see. And because young people are doing it, we don't know if us old guys, us old folks need to be out there anymore. <laughs> maybe it is time for the young people to just to just have it. And I encourage you, it's going to be next weekend, and I encourage those of you who are here that's not able to attend today for whatever reason, that you go to that, and then you help build that up and make it into something uh that we're all proud of And that benefits the community and, and every segment of the community The Dr. King, the 11th Annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil will be held today 1,700 for you military types And for the rest of you It's at 5 p.m. today And the address, for those who want to know the address Is 2428 North Martin Luther, North Martin Luther King Boulevard Or we just say MLK 2428 MLK Boulevard. Today's 5 p.m. Bring some candles, bring some tea lights, dress warm. Matter of fact, you might want to bring some tea. Uh, we don't know if the restrooms are there, so please <laughs> drain your bladders before you arrive and try not to drink too much hot stuff <laughs> while you're there. <laughs> uh, we'll try to keep the ceremony as, as uh, you know, brevity has its place. And uh, if it is open to people to speak, and because we don't have, I don't know if the scheduled speaker or the scheduled performer will be there today. If you all have the gift of performance, whether it's spoken word, song, or just delivering the message, please come out and share it with us today because you never know who you may touch, just like that young man that I talked about at the beginning of the show uh, who was on the streets in the far country and said he was ready to go home, or the young lady who Mm -hmm. was... Sort of wondering whether or not she should go for higher education And made a decision right there on the spot that she would and she did And now she's doing bigger and greater things This Dr. King celebration, though we call it a candlelight vigil Is in recognition of someone who improved our country Now as the builders that we are, let's build upon what he started Let's step a little higher from where he was And let's bring more of the dream to fruition for more people. And let's look at opportunities to embrace one another, to reach out a hand to one another, to love one another, versus arguing for no reason simply but to argue, to be the worst that we can be instead of being the best that we can be and seeing the worst in each other instead of looking for the goodness because we all have goodness in us. Let's look for that. And before we're so quick to pop off on someone, maybe they had a bad day that day. Or maybe they just don't know what you know, because we all don't know the same. That's why we do gatherings, so we can share in that knowledge. But you have to be open to it, because you won't get it if you're not. You have to be open to it. So today, at 5 o'clock, the 11th Annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil will be held at 2428. North MLK Boulevard That's 2428 North Martin Luther King Boulevard Right on the corner, right across the street From the from the car wash uh, Caddy Corner to The Pearson Community Center uh, The Justice Center is located on the premises Where the statue is Come out and fellowship with us And let's make it how you want it to be And if it's not what you think it should be Then feel free to volunteer To make it better the next time For whoever's doing it Well <laughs> Reverend Klein, we're going to have to sign off now. Uh, you've all been all listening right. to Our Own Voices Live. Our topic today was the 11th Annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil, which is a day at 5 o'clock at the Dr. King statue located at 2428 North Martin Luther King Boulevard. We will be back next week, if not before, on Saturday, about 1230 p.m. Uh, Pacific time to bring you another show. And maybe, just maybe, you go to Our Own Voices Live and let me know how you thought about this, what you thought about this show, what topics you would like for us to cover. And I mentioned a speech that Dr. King gave. I'm going to close mm-hmm. out with a, with a clip. And the show is going to close right after the clip. And uh, just a taste of what you're going to hear today at the statue.
0: Um. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. It was a pleasure listening to you.
2: So even, though so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day,